Let's start today's preps today with John Millay with gymnastics. We haven't talked a ton about gymnastics over the years. We, t- we dabble in it when the stories uh, come up. So it's a cool sport. It's a cool sport to catch up with. I've been very lucky to be around uh, Olympic gymnasts who I think are the greatest athletes in the world. So what's going on today with the first family of gymnastics, John? Yeah, Jim. Hey, it's good to talk to you again. Yeah, gymnastics doesn't get the respect it should. The the attention. I go to the state gymnastics meet every year, and you're right. Even on the high school level, these kids are tough and trained and fit. It's amazing what they do. So this story, yeah, I, I call, the headline on this is the first family of gymnastics. This is the coaching staff at Roseville High School. I don't know if there's another coaching staff in the state in any sport that has a varsity squad coached by three generations from the same family. So here's the rundown at Roseville. The head coach is Maddie Pearson. She's 24. This is her second year as the head coach. The assistant coaches are her mom, Emmy Yakozi, and her step-grandfather, Mark Curley. You know, Maddie's a second-year head coach. Mark Curley, this is his 40th year coaching gymnastics and what a nice bunch of people these three are i visit them visited a practice uh, recently just had a great time talking to all three of them and, and some of the kids on the team these are just wonderful people those kids are lucky to have them as coaches and it seems like in the wake of this story that's posted on john's journal at mshsl.org and and you know links on twitter and facebook everybody in gymnastics knows mark curley it's unbelievable mm. You know, uh, how, how well-known, how respected he is. Um, Emmy's a veteran coach. Maddie is just all smiles and personality. She's a perfect young coach. And the kids really love all three of them. Um, it's funny, I was I was talking to Maddie. I said, so how did you end up hiring your relatives? So before this season began in the offseason, she had openings for a couple of assistant coaches. She and her mom and Mark, they were having dinner at Devani's, and she brought it up, and Mark laughed. He told me the story, and here's a quote from him. Uh, Maddie said, hey, Papa, I need some help. I asked her, what do you mean by help? A couple days here and there? She said, no, I need you I need you guys full time. And here they are, the family gymnastics coaches at Roseville. It's a really, really fun story about great people. Like I said, Go to mshsl.org, scroll down just a bit to John's journal. You'll find the story, some pictures of those guys, and uh, really, really fun time working on that story. That's cool stuff. We've uh, yeah. gotten the sense that Minnesota does very well, obviously in hockey, but also in in basketball, uh, men's and women's basketball, volleyball, uh, all kinds of sports. How is Minnesota's profile nationally in terms of gymnastics you know it's one of those sports where the the top kids often leave the high school team for club gymnastics so i don't know that it's on the level of say volleyball or or basketball women's basketball because we just you know we certainly you know suny lee yep prime example you know olympic gold medalist um from south st paul but she didn't compete on in high school gymnastics because she was her talents were so great she went to the highest level she could you know at a young age to compete in club gymnastics which is a you know much longer season that you don't have the limits on competitions and the length of season that a high school team does so yeah that's that's gymnastics is kind of an outlier because in high school sports you know kids will maybe go to a prep school you know for their last year of high school somewhere else or you know kids baseball and softball 
can play all kinds of club type teams, but generally they still play on the high school team during that season. So, so yeah, gymnastics here, it's a great sport. Like I said, um, I've been going to the state gymnastics meet for years and years, and I always look forward to it. The sportsmanship is unbelievable. You know, I kind of get behind the scenes as the teams and individuals are, are getting ready to be, to come out and be introduced uh, for, for a few years now. Roy Wilkins auditorium has been the site of the state meet. It's a great place for that. And I kind of go behind the curtain as these kids are mingling together and they're, they're doing fun things and kind of traditions that, that, you know, if you're sitting in the stands, you don't see, it's really neat. Just the, the way they all get along, the way they all support each other and man, the way they compete, you see, you see bandages and trainers and, and, uh, you see them hitting, coming down hard and, and tough, tough, dedicated kids and, and great coaches too. That's, that's really important. Yeah. And you, you already mentioned it. It's a beautiful sport. It's an elegant sport, but the toughness of these people cannot be overstated. Oh, they, yeah. the training, uh, the risks, the injuries. Uh, I know some gymnasts and they are tough human beings. So yeah. I'm glad you wrote about it. Uh, he's John Millay. This is Preps Day with John Millay. This is part of TalkNorth.com. Our network keeps growing. We've added Joe Anderson, Mike Grimm, Dave Lee. We have outdoor content. We have pretty much every sport covered. Lots of hockey content. Uh, we have uh, Cheryl Reeve show. Uh, we have John Millay. Uh, excuse me. We have uh, Lavelle Neal and Roy Smalley on baseball. Check that out. We have lots of football stuff. Just go to TalkNorth.com. When you like a show, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It is free. It's the easiest way to listen. Thanks, as always, to our great producer, Brandon Morton, who holds the whole thing together. And uh, thanks to our sponsors, Pizza Barn in Princeton and Propane. Also, we are coming to you today from the Aquarius Home Services studio. So let's go on now to the biggest game of the season so far. Yeah, yeah, Jim. On Saturday, I went out to St. Michael Albertville. The Breakdown, which is one of these companies that sets up all kinds of of events. Uh, basketball is their main thing. They do this. They hold events year round during the high school season, during the summer. So this was part of seven games at St. Michael Albertville, boys and girls. Um, and this, this was the marquee game. It was a girls basketball game between two top ranked and defending state champions from 2A Providence Academy, from 4A Hopkins. We know all about Hopkins girls basketball. So they both won state titles last year. Uh, both ranked number one. This was a crazy good game um, with really different lineups. So Hopkins started four seniors and a junior and Providence Academy, the smaller school, their starters were a senior, a junior, a sophomore, a ninth grader, and an eighth grader. And, but the key, the key part of that is the ninth grader. This is Maddie Greenway, son of former son, daughter of former Viking, Chad Greenway. It's really fun to see Chad Greenway in the stands. I, I, I know Chad. I went up to say hi to him at halftime and he was, he was on me to have a word with the officials because they weren't, they weren't, <laughs> they weren't making the calls. They weren't blowing their whistles. He was, he was fired up. It's just, he's a great guy. He's, he's, he's intense. It's uh, but his daughter, Maddie, she's a ninth grader. She's already got college offers from, from all over the place. She's a point guard. She's quick, she's strong, she's disciplined, and she's absolutely worth the price of admission. A great team player. Uh, I don't know how many assists she had, uh, but she scores 41 points, makes 16 of 16 free throws. Oh, I do have assists. Six rebounds, eight assists, and mm. seven steals. Mm. And Providence Academy pulled off. I mean, it's an upset. They beat Hopkins 87 to 80. That was the first loss of the season. 
Wow. For Hopkins, they've got a real superstar senior, uh, Nunu Agara. She scored 37. She's a center, a post player. You know, she's going to Stanford, so that's her, that's a safety school in our house. But uh, <laughs> really, really fun. You know, Hopkins had won 42 in a row against Minnesota teams. Their last loss to a team from Minnesota was in the state semifinals in 2021. They lost to a team from Washington, D.C. last year. But really, really good, good basketball, two well-coached teams. But I'm telling you, Maddie Greenway, it seems like she's been around forever, and she's just a ninth grader. Really, really has some great days ahead of her. And uh, and all these games at the breakdown event Saturday at St. Michael Albertville, they all use the 35-second shot clock, which, as we know, that'll be mandatory for varsity girls and boys basketball in Minnesota next season. And I've written about this just recently. I've talked to a lot of coaches and officials, and I just I think this change will be really smooth. We, we had Joel McDonald on the show last week, and, and he agreed with that. He doesn't see any big uh, problems here. You know, more and more schools already have the shot clocks put in. Uh, just this Tuesday night this week, I was at De La Salle to watch the Cooper boys at De La Salle. They've got the shot clocks. They weren't using them. And I was told they need to get an electrician in there before next season and, and bring them up to speed. But everybody's going to have them. And, again, if you go to John's Journal at MSHSL.org, you can read a story kind of about what next season will bring with shot clocks. Excellent. Uh, and I apologize. My dog is scream crying in the background, but Brandon's used to it. Uh, he gets very emotional sometimes when I put him out of the room so I can do a podcast. It's the, it's the, it's the pandemic world. It's the uh, zoom world. It's the way it happens. Right. Yes. Sorry, he, buddy. He, he misses you, John. I, <laughs> I miss him. <laughs> yes. Uh, if, if it, you know anybody who would like to be featured as a sponsor of Preps Today with John Millay, you can reach our sales executive, Karen Cleary, at K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at TalkNorth.com. Thanks to all of you who listen. We do appreciate it. Uh, let's talk about girls wrestling. Yeah, this is, you know, this is a new sport. We started last winter with uh, official girls wrestling under the high school league umbrella. So we're in season number two, and that sport is really growing, boy, just in season two. The number of schools with girls who wrestle has has basically doubled to almost 100 schools this winter. So it just makes sense that the number of postseason opportunities should grow, and, and it has. Last year, we had two-section tournaments for girls wrestling. This year, we'll have four of those, and the top wrestlers from all four of those will advance to the state tournament. And I, you know, looking back to the state wrestling tournament last year, Jim, the first year we had girls wrestle. Um, I was sitting right in the first row at the mat. The girls, well, the girls were using two mats at the XL center. It was unbelievable. I, I don't think I even thought ahead of time what this is going to be like, but it was really cool. The fans were going nuts. The kids were wrestling hard and just to see female wrestlers out there in the spotlight at the state tournament. It was really something special. So we're going to see even more of that when we get to the state tournament here later down the road. But uh, yeah, it's really fun. It's a great opportunity for, for young girls who want to wrestle. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah. Been, <laughs> and speaking of tough sports, man, wrestling, oh, uh, it, yeah. it's so tough, uh, male or female led women have the opportunity. Now uh, let's, we're going to get to some big football news. First, let us know what's going on with Jody stay and pizza barn in Princeton. Yeah, I've had a secret I've managed to keep for a couple of weeks here. When I did my my end of the show from the pizza barn a couple of weeks ago, our friend Jody Stay, who runs the place, she told me about the February pizza of the month, and my lips have somehow remained sealed until now. But 
It's a new twist on an adult beverage. It's a, they call it the classic Bloody Mary pizza. So these mad scientists at the pizza barn, they, they've tweaked their own tomato-based pizza sauce into a Bloody Mary pizza sauce, minus the alcohol. This is family-friendly pizza. Uh, this includes Worcestershire, pepper, garlic, dill, celery, salt, a pinch of horseradish. That's that's on the crust. And they top it with some thick-cut pepperoni, a blend of cheddar and mozzarella. And then because it's a Bloody Mary, they put a little little salt around the rim of the crust. And then once it comes out of the oven... They garnish it with skewers of pepperoni, pickles, celery, beef sticks, onion, you know, olives, and pepperoncini. So this is the February pizza of the month available for dine-in, takeout, take-and-bake, delivery, the Bloody Mary pizza. I like the sound of that. And there are so many great things always happening at the pizza bar. They're inventive, creative. That There's another example right there. Uh, family-owned business for decades, a fixture in downtown Princeton. It's a busy, busy place. Always a lot happening. The food trucks are rolling despite the weather. They've got a complete menu with everything you'd want for lunch, dinner. As I said, in-person take-and-bake, delivery. They cater. They have a lunch buffet Monday through Friday that's outstanding. So, again, great thanks to our friend Jody and, and everybody at the Pizza Barn for sponsoring our podcast. Skewer is such a good word. Noun or verb. <laughs> Skewer. Well, this is a. Uh, we've been you and I have been skewered certainly at times, probably. And we've done point. our our share of skewering too. <laughs> and we've skewered a few. Yes. It works both ways. Exactly. <laughs> hey, a lot of people agree we need to lower our carbon footprint. They also agree we need reliable and affordable energy every minute of every day. A diverse energy mix will provide reliability and affordability, which is extremely important during Minnesota's four distinct seasons. Fortunately, a clean energy solution for tomorrow is available today that's ready to work alongside other energy sources. It's propane. Propane produces 43% fewer emissions than the equivalent amount of electricity generated from the U.S. grid. Propane is energy stored on site and independent from the vulnerabilities of the utility grid. And propane's benefits don't end there. Major advances are being made today for new renewable propane. Renewable propane is compatible with traditional propane and requires no additional infrastructure investments. Minnesota needs to use all of our low-carbon alternatives, including propane, to safely provide energy reliability, resiliency, and affordability. Propane, the right energy, right now. Find out more about what propane can do for you at propane.com. Thank you to both of our sponsors. Let's get to the big football news now. Yeah, this is pretty major for uh, February football news on the high school level, Jim. Dan O'Brien, yep. who's been the head coach at St. Thomas Academy. We know Dan. He was uh, on the Gopher staff, uh, long, long history of high school coaching. So he took St. Thomas Academy to two prep bowl games. He has now departed, and he's the new head coach at Holy Family Catholic out in Victoria. That's big enough right there. But his assistant coaches will include two Hall of Famers who are coming out of retirement. Dave Nelson won state titles at Blaine and Minnetonka, and Jeff Ferguson, he was the coach during Totino Grace's fantastic run. They won eight championships. So there's two assistants on this staff who combined for 10 prep bowl championships. So Dan O'Brien, he's a great coach and a great guy. Dave and, and Fergie, I know all these people. What a, what a phenomenal start to, to kicking off the program there. And, and uh, you know, the heights, It's uh, you got you got to pay attention to Holy Family football on that alone. So congrats to Holy Family. That's Those are great hires. Congrats to those three. Nobody's going to have more fun coaching football than those three. They all are great people. Uh, 
I've been to practices involving all of them. The kids are going to have a great experience, and uh, I predict they're going to they're going to win some football games. That's fantastic. Love Dan O'Brien. It's great stuff. Let's thank a ref. Yeah, this is uh, Winter Sports Officials Appreciation Week, an effort led by the National Federation of State High School Associations, as well as all the state governing bodies. You know, we like to think we thank refs every week of the year, and we do in Minnesota. But it's a good reminder for everybody to say thanks to the men and women who officiate which gives our kids the opportunity to take part in the sports they love. So I've got a story in the works about three siblings, two brothers and a sister that uh, are all officials. And uh, sometimes they officiate together. It's kind of exciting. I'm just getting working on that. That'll be coming down the road. But the more we can tell the stories of officials, the the more maybe other people will decide I can do that because we certainly need we need everybody, we need all hands on deck to become officials and put this shortage of officials behind us. No doubt about it. And appreciate your efforts in that regard. Uh, one more story that we're going to get to our most valuable teammate. Last yep. story is big effort in Big Lake. Yeah, up at Big Lake High School. This is this is important. And this is a growing, a growing thing. Uh, big Lake hosted Becker in a girls and boys basketball doubleheader last week. And the theme of the evening was mental health matters. And, you know, fans were encouraged to wear green to show their support. I've been to several schools who have who have done similar things in different sports. It's I don't know what's more important than that, you know, just with the, the rate of suicides we see and, and kids having issues. It's just it's just so important. And the more of a bright light we can cast on that and uh, let people know they're not alone. That's important. So so very well done. Big Lake. Yes, and thank you once again for bringing the kind of stories that you know don't always get uh, publicized. Uh, let us wrap up this show with Most Valuable Teammate. Once yep. again, thank you to our producer, Brandon Morton. Thank you to Jody Stay and Pizza Barn in Princeton. I highly recommend stopping by anytime you're in that vicinity. It's worth the trip. Uh, even if it's a long trip, it's worth the trip. And tell Jody you said hi. Uh, she treats everybody great, but she, you, know, you might get a little extra cheese if you mention the show. <laughs> Who knows? Right. Uh, thanks also to Propane and Minnesota Propane. And now let's get to the Most Valuable Teammate. Yeah, this this week's most valuable teammate is Zach Fears, a senior at Minneota High School, played on their state championship football team. He's also a wrestler. Uh, he battled through multiple injuries a year ago in football and wrestling. He's come back stronger and more determined. He's a leader and a great teammate. He encourages others to be their best. He cheers on his peers at other events. He works hard in the classroom. Congrats to Zach Fear of Minneota on being named a most valuable team. Great stuff as always, John. Great variety of stories. Uh, we, are, of course, will always hit the big obvious stories and the big obvious sports, but it's also fun to get to uh, sports that don't always get as much coverage. Activities, which uh, John does a great job of covering as well. So check out John's journal at mshsl.org and keep coming back to this show. We do appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next week.